the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's a beautiful Friday evening, and we are totally live. We're not pre-recording. We're doing this. And Sam Bellino's back. Sam Bellino, how's your nose, man? You are, My right? nose is fine. How's the Kleenex? You, do, you, you went I, through the Kleenex? I, I used a few, but I, I think I'm okay. All right, all right. So a little lighthearted moment before... <laughs> Excuse me. We tackle Are you okay, the, Arthur? Well, when I think about you, Matt, I really get all choked up. So oh, I just okay. wanted to... That's sweet of you. Right, right. I got for clamped. I got that's what the Sicilian word is. But um, uh, you know, a historic couple of days. I mean, that you can't you can't deny that. You can't say that this is not a historical uh, period in American history, all of history. Um, one one right was given and one right was taken away. So yesterday, the Supreme Court said, "Well, you know what." We've been uh, allowing one of your fundamental rights under the Bill of Rights to be um, basically taken away. I mean, here in New York, especially New York City, I mean, you couldn't have a gun. I mean, it was just almost impossible to get a license, which probably is the reason why this case got so much traction and the Second Amendment was interpreted in a, the most liberal way possible. And um, now everyone can at least apply for a gun and what justice Clarence Thomas said is you shall uh, be granted access to a weapon as opposed to you may be. Um, So if you see, if you're parsing the words, you shall get it means there's a presumption you're going to get a gun that you could take out into the streets versus you may, which means it's up to the government to decide whether you're allowed to or not. So that was a right that was given back. And today, a right that uh, was given in 1973 in the Roe v. Wade case um, was taken back. Um, very simply, it was <clears throat> interpreted in 1973 that under the uh, privacy clause that a woman's right to abortion fell under the privacy clause. Now, there's nothing in the Constitution that alludes to abortion. And strict constructionalists or textualists or whatever, originalists would say, well, abortion existed at the writing of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and they didn't include anything about it. So if they wanted a woman to have a right, 
they would have included it, but they didn't include it, even though it existed. Uh, and so the people who wrote this decision, Justice Alito and presumably uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Justice Barrett, they all had some input, obviously Justice Clarence Thomas, and they just said, look, um, it was a bad decision 50 years ago, the way other decisions we've made in years past and we fixed it, but this was a huge one. Um, there's protests going on as we speak uh, all over the country. Laws are changing as we speak all over the country. The difference between yesterday's case with the guns and today's case um, was yesterday's case, the the decision ended with re- remanding these back to the lower court to figure out whether there's special circumstances when people can have guns, can't have guns, and there's like more to be decided. Here, they just took the right away and gave it to the states. So it's just funny. I'm just trying to break this down for you guys. <clears throat> the states regarding guns got their rights taken away. The states regarding abortion got all their rights back. Um, it's a little inconsistent, but permissible. Again, a lot of emotion floating around on both of these topics. Me, personally, I would be much more affected by the gun case than by the abortion case because nothing's changing in New York State regarding abortion except they're going to... um, uh, I don't even know if they can make the laws any more liberal here regarding abortion, but the, um, the gun stuff... You know, that affects me when I'm on the subway, I'm in Times Square, I'm walking down the street, if this becomes the OK Corral. Uh, Religiously speaking, people who, you know, are very religious um, and they believe that life begins at conception, obviously they're cheering this decision. And then there are other people, and we're going to have one of them on. Uh, Besides having Professor Dershowitz on shortly, we're going to have his wife Carolyn on. And I was speaking to her earlier today, and I think she has a different point of view than many people uh, who listen to or host shows on AM 970. But if there's anything I learned from Roger Ailes, uh, the president and creator of the Fox News channel, is, you know, you want to show both sides. So I think we're going to be able to do that today. Alan's going to focus on the, um, the the jurisprudence of today's decision, whereas his wife is going to talk about you know what it's like for a woman. I mean, Nancy Pelosi was very powerful today. She referred to the um, Supreme Court as the radical Supreme Court. I think that may be a little bit overblown, but a lot of people would would disagree with me and agree with her. Uh, President Biden spoke, and you know he. He came right out of the box and said something that's very accurate on how this can be fixed, the, this new decision regarding abortion. Matt, let's play cut two. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose and the balance that existed is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means that very simply, Congress can pass a rule, a law, that says something along the lines of that uh, a state cannot um, curtail, fully curtail a woman's right to medical procedures. I mean, they'll, they'll use certain words that probably won't even say abortion, but they'll be crafty about it that would stop a state from 
from uh, preventing wholesale abortion. Congress could do that. And we're going to talk to Professor Dershowitz about whether the Supreme Court would uphold such a law. I don't see why they would not. I don't see anywhere in the Supreme, in the Constitution that would stop them from doing that unless unless the Supreme Court found that Congress didn't have the power to do that. But under the Commerce Clause, they have the power to do so almost anything. So it is um, President Biden, you got to give him credit because he hit the nail on the head that there is a fix to this. There is a way to solve this. There is a way if if the enough Americans want this done and enough Americans go to the voting booth and enough Americans uh, vote in a Democratic-controlled Congress and a Democratic-controlled Senate, then a bill can be passed and the President of the United States can sign it. And a state like Missouri, uh, who would, I think, today said, nope, shutting down all the clinics and there'll be no abortions in our state, they would prevent them from doing so. You know, um, the president of the United States today said how crazy it is. Some of these states are saying that, you know, if a woman is carrying a child due to incest, that she can't get an abortion or due to rape, that she can't get an abortion. Yeah, I'm going to agree with them on that one. Um, but it's a, you know, this is a complicated, complicated, complicated subject matter. More so than the gun case. What I didn't like is um, if you could play cut seven from Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Matt. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. Yeah, well, we're not supposed to say to hell with the Supreme Court. We're not supposed to say to hell with the president. We're not supposed to say to hell with Congress. Um, we are a nation of laws, and even if we don't like the laws, and there's plenty of laws out there that I don't like, we have to um, abide by them. And a congresswoman should not be saying to hell with the Supreme Court. You could say, <laughs> you could say disagree like hell with the Supreme Court, but they have the power and the authority to rule the way they did, even if you agree with it 100%, which we'll find out from the polls coming up who does and what percentage of the country does and doesn't. But historic times, folks. <laughs> Professor Dershowitz is walking into the room. So is his lovely bride. So we are going to mic them up, and I'm going to ask Professor Dershowitz to do a little legal analysis on the case. We'll ask Caroline what uh, she feels as a woman about this decision, and um, we'll hear their thoughts. And then we have a couple other great guests coming up. We'll lighten the mood up. It's Friday. We're going to have some fun. I think I got a little Padre Lou libation in the arsenal. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Professor Alan Dershowitz and his wife, Caroline. This Monday, June 27th, at Buckley's in Marine Park at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., you will get to meet Michael Connors. Yep, Mike Connors is going to be there of Connors and Sullivan, giving you a free seminar. And he's going to answer all your questions about wills and trusts and power of attorneys and healthcare proxies and living wills and your whole estate plan. He'll be, in Tuesday, he'll be at Conley's Corner, Tuesday, June 28th. 
Conley's Corner in Maspeth at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. On Wednesday, June the 29th, he'll be in Bay Ridge at the Greenhouse Cafe at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Thursday, June 30th, he'll be at the Adria Hotel in Bayside at 11 a.m. and at 3 p.m. And if you can't make one of these dates, very simply, go and pick up the phone and call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, and ask for your own appointment with Mike Connors, and you'll get one. So don't hesitate. Don't put this off. 718-238-6500, Connors and Sullivan. And remember, as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. The Supreme Court has just handed down its decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Its significance cannot be overstated. It marks the culmination of a five-decade-long project by pro-lifers to overturn Roe versus Wade, the decision that legalized abortion up to the point of an unborn baby's viability outside the womb. For almost half a century, abortion has poisoned our politics because the issue was resolved through judicial fiat. Now, abortion policy will return to the states, the place it belongs. Every American can make his or her voice heard on this most important of moral issues, and each state legislature will have the vigorous debate that was short-circuited by Roe v. Wade. Most Americans prefer laws far friendlier to life than the radical regime Roe v. Wade enabled. As a result of the Dobbs decision, now their policy preferences will be honored as befits a free people. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Well, Friday evening, a lot of people are saying, it's my life, and, you know, get the heck out of my my doctor's office, get out of my hospital room, get out of my life. Um, so, you already heard from me and what I thought. Let's, we're going to talk about it now from two different perspectives. We're going to talk to Professor Alan Dershowitz from the pure legal perspective, and then I, you know, I was dying to get a woman's point of view, and I didn't just find any woman. I found a very, very intelligent woman who happens to have made, and don't hold this against her, the choice to spend her life with Professor Alan Dershowitz. 
Uh, no, not one of his, uh, not one of his uh, protégés, but actually the woman who makes him the great man that he is, Mrs. Uh, Caroline Dershowitz. But let's just start with Alan. Alan, just I'm going to throw you a ground ball, nice and easy, from a purely legal point of view. Take politics out of it. Take the reality of the effects that this is going to have on Americans out of it. I'm going to hand you the microphone and just tell us about, do an analysis of this decision. Well, first of all, throwing me a ground ball has a different meaning for Mets fans and uh, Red Sox fans after Bill Buckner gave the World Series to the Mets by letting a ground ball go through his legs. I hope I can do a bit better than that. Here's the bottom line. Uh, the Supreme Court hasn't abolished abortion. It has simply left it to the states. The opposite of what he said about gun control. Gun control no longer is left to the states. Uh, largely, the Second Amendment uh, controls, although the states still have some residual power. But in abortion, they've given all the power to the states. A state can abolish abortion completely, or it can permit it completely, or it can limit it to 15 weeks or limit it to 20 weeks or do anything it wants. This will lead to legislative action, probably there will be efforts by Congress to pass a national abortion law under the Commerce Clause, which would give every American citizen the right to have an abortion if she's pregnant. Whether that would be upheld by the Supreme Court is a different question. Probably not, but nobody knows for sure. Probably President Trump will party use his executive. Sorry, President. Uh, <laughs> what a slip. President Biden. No, I don't think Trump is the president. I really think Biden is the president. But I've been hanging out with Arthur Adela and Fox people too long, although Arthur and the Fox people also agree with me. In any event, President Biden, sorry for the slip, uh, is going to try to do executive action. That won't work. And so it goes back to the states. Uh, half the states will permit abortions, but some will prohibit it and some will limit it. Um, this probably will end up helping the Democrats in elections in close states where people who aren't sure whether to vote Republican or Democrat for Congress or for the Senate will say, oh, gee, my granddaughter and my niece, my daughter, she may need an abortion. I really want to see what 65 percent of Americans want is that is some right of abortion uh, somewhere. Now, the Supreme Court basically said, look, there's no right of privacy because it's not in the Constitution. There's no right of abortion. It's not in the Constitution. So the next question is, if abortion is not in the Constitution and therefore there's no right, what about contraception? Um, what about gay marriage? That's not in the Constitution either. So the majority went out of its way to say, no, 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 we're just handling abortion in this case. But that's not so clear. So this is very much something that's at play. This is the beginning of a major change in our approach to privacy and our approach as a country to abortion. But stay tuned. It's not over. Well, I agree. The one question I have, the one follow-up question I have, Alan, is let's just say hypothetically that the Congress did what, what President Biden said today, and they did somehow or another pass a law saying that um, no state is allowed to wholesale ban abortion altogether. What grounds would the United States Supreme Court have to say that that law is unconstitutional? Well, there will be efforts to say, look, uh, the federal government has no power to make such a law. Um, what what clause of the Constitution would they make it under? And the defenders of the law would probably say the Commerce Clause because uh, abortion is an, is an international issue. It's not just a state issue. People travel from state to state. Um, we live in a mobile society. 
It's a close question. I would say 10 years ago, the Supreme Court would have upheld such a law. Certainly, they would have held it under the New Deal. They would have upheld it. That's changing today. And so I could not today make a confident prediction that the Supreme Court will definitely uphold such a law. But I think it should be attempted. And let's let's bring it back to the court and challenge them to see what they say. The other issue is going to be if a state says not only can't you have an abortion in our state, but it's a crime to have you travel to another state or it's a crime for a travel agency or a lawyer or anybody else to facilitate your travel to a different state. I think that would be struck down as unconstitutional, um, but nobody knows for sure. Okay, so that's the law. Now, obviously, this is yesterday when we were talking about the gun uh, ruling, we're saying it was an emotional issue. I, I think this is a much more emotional issue. Uh, on on many different levels, and I really wanted to hear a woman's point of view because let's face it, um, I'm not going to get an abortion, but women do. And um, Carolyn, who I've known for a long time, who we sat there together and watched the tally of the Trump uh, Clinton election, as she said, I, I don't know about this, Arthur. I'm not feeling too good about a President Trump, uh, a, a Trump presidency. Um, so. There's been protests already today. There's been marches going on. We're going to see that going forward. So, Carolyn, from a woman's point of view, and I don't think I'm giving too much away. I don't think you're of childbearing age anymore, so I don't think this is going to affect you very personally. Um, But as a woman who has literally seen the world, what are your thoughts about what happened today? Well, it may not affect me personally, but I have a daughter and my daughter may have children and it affects me as a part of humanity. Um, I think that I've witnessed a lot of progress for women having agency over their own lives and this is a huge blow and I think it tells the younger generation that you can never take any of the hard-won rights that you have for granted and you have to stay vigilant and you have to stay involved and you have to keep working for them. And I think that, um, you know, hopefully this will energize women not to accept sort of paternalistic laws that protect them, but to know that they have to protect themselves. They have to fight for what they need. And, um, It's scary times. I find it extremely upsetting. I also find it very upsetting because I think this is going to affect poorer people more than wealthy people. Wealthy people seem to always manage to find ways around things. Um, Poorer people who can't afford to have kids, who don't want another child, um, who it may affect their lives greatly, Um, are going to have much less control over this, and they're going to have kids that they can't take care of, um, and that possibly, you know, other people will have kids they don't want. I don't think that this is a great thing to bring kids into the world that aren't wanted and that you can't take care of. Um, So I find that very, very um, upsetting. I think that you know, women should not bear all the responsibility and have their lives totally changed and opportunities that they want precluded because they've gotten pregnant. Um, men are involved just because you can't 
get an abortion doesn't mean you're not involved. And um, your partner who gets pregnant um, is going to have her life changed if she doesn't have access to an abortion, if it's not what she's planning on having. And I think even very, very responsible women who use birth control, who are very vigilant about trying not to get pregnant, things happen. And I think that um, they should not bear this full burden. So I'm really hoping that either through Congress or some way, um, women can continue to take charge of their own lives and really demand it. Um, It's hard times. There you go. Here on the Authorized Dollar Power, you're hearing all sides because, as we know, a lot of people on this channel who have been heard earlier, they have different points of view. They have very strong religious points of view. Um, Alan, I'm going to ask you, let's talk about Chief Justice Roberts. I mean, he said, I wanted a more measured approach. He would have agreed with the uh, 15-week. Really, that's what was at issue here, was this one particular law. And then it seems like other justices, you know, took it to the next level. Let's talk about Chief Justice Roberts and what control or lack thereof he has now on the court. I know Chief Justice Roberts. I remember him as a student at Harvard Law School. I like him very much. He took my granddaughter on a private tour of the Supreme Court two years ago. He's really a nice, a very, very decent uh, man. He's a very religious man. Uh, he tries hard not to keep his religious views uh, um, uh, affecting his decisions. He's on the Supreme Court, the big loser uh, today, because a lot of people thought he might be able to control the vote and get Justice Kavanaugh at least to say, let's decide the case before us. The case before us is Mississippi statute that says no abortions after 15 weeks. All you need is a five-page opinion saying 15 weeks uh, is a reasonable amount of time, doctors disagree, etc. cetera. Uh, from now on, uh, Roe versus Wade is interpreted to mean uh, 15 weeks. That would have still made headlines. It would have made people on both sides very angry extremists on both sides. But it would have satisfied probably 80% of the American public who generally believe that there is some right of abortion and some right of the state to control abortion. But he didn't control it. And what shocked me is that he went along with the majority opinion. I don't know why he did that instead of just concurring, writing a separate opinion, saying that he would not strike down Roe versus Wade. But he, he said that in his concurring opinion, but he signed on to the majority opinion. I think that's a serious tactical mistake. Now, he may have tried to do that in order to get that one vote, um, but uh, it didn't succeed. So I think he has lost control of the court on some issues, not on others. Um, uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot more religious cases coming to the Supreme Court. And I think uh, Justice Chief Justice Roberts is going to support religious rights over the Establishment Clause restrictions on religious rights. But this... Well, this is the first time in modern history, maybe in all history, that a fundamental basic woman's right, once granted, has been taken away solely because they could do it. They had the votes to do it. Uh, if um, if uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg had retired from the Supreme Court a couple of years earlier and allowed her place to be filled by a Democrat, the vote might very well have been different. It might have been four to four to one with Justice Roberts writing an intermediate opinion. But as a result of her staying on the court and 
dying while Trump was president, um, a, a, an anti-choice person was put on the court, and that that changed it. That's not the way precedent's supposed to work. It's not supposed to be that we change the law because we can, because we have the votes. It should be based on changing circumstances, and there have been no changing circumstances since Roe versus Wade, nothing. The science has changed a little bit, but not in a way that would cause uh, overruling of a 50-year-old precedent. All right, well, <clears throat> here you go. I mean, the last thing I, I would like to say is you said that nothing has changed, but let's face it, the Roe decision has been under scrutiny almost from day one, even by Ruth Bader Ginsburg and you. Um, so if the court, I mean, isn't the best example the Dred Scott decision that got wrong and then they fixed it? Yeah. All right, so wrap up with that. Well, you know, the people who <laughs> supported uh, the old opinion in Dred Scott said they did have rights, the right to own a black slave, but that was not a right under the Constitution, obviously, um, but, and, and, and Plessy versus Ferguson, and a variety of Supreme Court decisions overruled other decisions. When I was a law clerk, we overruled a number of decisions, but usually it expanded rights, not contracted rights. Of course, those who believe in the right to life think this decision expanded the rights of fetuses to live, but if there really is a right to life, that would mean that states don't have the ability to grant abortions. That would be unconstitutional. I don't think the court will go that far. So this is a work in progress. Uh, if I was still teaching at Harvard Law School, I would be teaching this case, obviously, as a, a jurisprudential landmark. Um, what I hope it doesn't do is completely eviscerate the right of privacy, which is a basically fundamental, important right. The right for families to plan their families through contraception, the right of gay people to marry each other, um, the right of uh, black people to marry white people and vice versa. It would be a terrible tragedy if the entire right of privacy were to be eviscerated. The majority went out of its way to say it shouldn't, but Justice, Tom Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas said it should. So we see a fight within the Supreme Court, and that fight will be reflected by American society in general. All right. There you got, you got the Dershowitz, uh, the, the husband and wife tag team here on uh, the Idola Power on AM 970, The Answer. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Every color of the rainbow. That's basically all the colors at your disposal. If you call Susan at Rhino Shield to have her paint your home the way she painted my home. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, if you want your house to be red, she'll do red. You want it green, green, blue, blue. Roy G. Biv. Um, don't hesitate because for all of next week, if you call Susan at 877 Seven four four six six zero eight. She is going to give you twenty percent off of your project with no payments and no interest financing for one year. That's a big deal. Twenty percent off. I mean, look, to paint a whole house is not exactly because it's going to cost you a few hundred bucks. It's going to cost you a few thousand bucks. So twenty percent off a few thousand bucks means a lot. So call Susan. Don't hesitate because Rhino Shield's not just paint. It gets sprayed on. It's 10 times thicker than paint. It keeps your house 
warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and there's a 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, and mildew. Don't hesitate. Even though it's Friday, you got the whole weekend. Write down the number. Call Susan over the weekend. Go on the website, rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, or just call 877-744-6608. Tell Susan, I heard Arthur. If he's happy, then I'm sure you're going to make me happy. So let's go for it. Rhino Shield. Don't hesitate. Get your house painted by Susan in Rhino Shield. We tried Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, and after a couple of weeks, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and there was a lot less scratching and shedding. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Now you can travel to Israel. Spend 10 extraordinary days in the Holy Land this November. Collect remarkable memories on a trip that will change you forever. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza lead our tour of Israel with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Join them and enjoy picturesque and unforgettable places you'll treasure for a lifetime. Reserve your spot today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. And we are all started up here at 638 on Friday evening. Um, you know, we're going to move on from the United States Supreme Court topics. I think some people are just you know bored of it or numb from it or and no one's changing their positions the gun control folks are going to say this was the greatest decision the anti-gun people are going to say it was horrible same with abortion um you know these very 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 rare um for people's minds to change on their own i see how sometimes politicians evolve they evolve um not exactly sure what evolve means, but I know President Obama evolved on issues. President Biden evolved on issues. Um, I do wish Pres- I do wish Alan Dershowitz was uh, still teaching at Harvard because I would love to uh, audit his his class on this particular um, case. I do um, I do have a, a friendly relationship with Justice Alito, and I'm sure I'll be communicating with him over the summer. All I want to say is I hope everyone stays safe. And if you're going to protest or make your voices heard on this, either one of these topics, let's do so in a very peaceful, um, appropriate manner. Uh, with that being said, speaking about peaceful and being appropriate, who wants to work? Everybody should want to work and contribute to society. 
And our next guest, Mark Mix. That's right, Mix, M-I-X. He's the president of the National Right to Work Committee and the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. And I don't exactly know what that those are. And Mark Mix, welcome to the Author Idola Power Hour and educate us on what you are the president of. Well, Arthur, thank you for the opportunity to be on with you, and thank you for your comments there, closing up uh, kind of your discussion about the Supreme Court and what happens next and how people respond to those uh, really important questions. We had one not too long ago, four years ago. We argued a case uh, at the U.S. Supreme Court on behalf of an individual employee from Illinois who was a government employee, and he believed that he should not be forced to pay union dues or fees in order to work for his government. And unfortunately, in America today, going all the way back to the 1930s, the United States government felt it was okay to give union officials the power to force workers to pay them for the right to work. And so since that time in 1937, when the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the federal policy that allowed union officials to have workers fired if they didn't pay them for their ability to work, then uh, we've been litigating and representing workers across this nation since then in the exercise of their First Amendment rights. And so four years ago, almost to the day, we won a case called Janice V. Asme on behalf of this individual employee in Illinois who didn't want to be compelled to support a labor union that was taking uh, stands on cases he dis- disagreed with and didn't believe he should be forced to pay. And the Supreme Court said that that worker, Mark Janice, had a First Amendment protection against being forced to pay a union to work for his government. And so uh, the Right to Work Committee has uh, litigated 18 cases at the U.S. Supreme Court. Excuse me, the Right to Work Foundation has litigated 18 cases in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, primarily about individual workers' rights as they pertain to forced unionism in America. So that's your real quick primer on uh, on Right to Work, Arthur. All right, I got it. Tell me what's going on with unions and big, big, big companies, huge ones like Amazon and Starbucks. Yeah, what we're finding, Arthur, is that workers who have the right to organize, I mean, that's one of the rights protected in federal law and in state laws, the right to organize unions and to join together voluntarily to amplify your voice. Um, and what's happened is some of these companies like Amazon and Starbucks and some of the largest corporate uh, companies in America, you know, kind of lose sight of their employees every now and then and what matters at the workplace. And some of these organizations like big unions uh, and big business get involved in politics and they kind of lose sight of what's happening on the shop floor. And so what happens is these workers exercise their rights under the law to join together and amplify their voice through unionization. We're seeing it at Starbucks right now. We're seeing it at Amazon. And I think we're seeing a little bit of uh, hype to it from kind of the larger media. They're talking about it. They don't really tell the whole story about what's happening there with Amazon and Starbucks about, you know, they talk about the organizing drives and the victories, but they don't talk about when employees decide not to join together and, and, and ask a union to come in and speak for them. But right now, there are about 219 open petitions in Starbucks across the country. Uh, unions have won 121 uh, certification drives there to represent employees at those individual Starbucks. Uh, 18 petitions have been withdrawn. 15 elections have been lost by the unions. But there's a continuing drive in that particular sector for workers to have a larger voice in the workplace. And employers uh, tread at their own at their own danger if they don't pay attention to what the workers are asking for well, and what they're demanding in, in the workplace. Okay, so that's what I wanted to address. We're talking to Mark Mix. He's the president of the National Right to Work Committee. Um, Mark, what, why, what drives people to unionize? Obviously, they're not happy with some aspect of their work conditions, I, I'm assuming, um, but why don't you 
give fill us in a little bit. Is it hours? Is it yeah. uh, healthcare yeah. benefits? Is it training? What 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 drives people in that direction? Well, what we do know, Arthur, from lots of representing lots of individual employees, including union members and uh, former union members in our litigation work with 22 staff attorneys, we know it's really not about the money for the most cases. In some cases, it is. Obviously, the money is important to people, but it's having a boss that listens to you in the workplace, having some input in the conditions and the operations of where you work at, in a coffee shop or in a distribution center, um, having not being fearful, having a, an, an employer that's open and listens to what your concerns are about health issues issues or safety issues or staffing issues or, you know, shift issues, those types of things. When an employer loses sight of that and forgets about those issues, then employees start to get worried about that. They get fearful. They think the boss doesn't like them. They, they, you know, they're not, they don't think they're involved in the workplace. And so they look to have their voice, you know, raised and amplified and they can do that through unionization. And, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what your perspective, only 6.1% of private sector workers in America are unionized today. They've made a choice. You know, 94% of basically have the right to join a union and associate with the union have chosen not to do so. But when an employer loses sight of the workplace, that's what happens. And that appears to be what's happening at Starbucks and at Amazon. Well, you just educated me, Mark. Makes it. I'm a lawyer, and I'm supposed to know these things. But I, of course, you know, I can't. I can't know everything. Um, you guys got anything else pending in the Supreme Court, or is everything quiet for right this moment? Well, we do. We've got a couple of cases that we're on petition right now to go up to the court, uh, basically on the Janus decision, kind of filling out that tree. But as you know, Supreme Court jurisprudence, tend, they generally tend to set a precedent here, and then they watch it mature, and they don't get too eager to bring it up again and bring up issues. So we've been continuing to work on the issues of First Amendment freedoms. I mean, we've, we've secured First Amendment freedoms for every government employee in America. No one's forced to pay union dues or fees to work. There's still forced unionism in the private sector. Workers in the private sector can be forced to pay a private organization a fee or dues in order to work, we're still working on that, and that'll be a longer journey, I think. But we're working All on it. All right. That was Mark Mix. He's the president of the National Right to Work Committee. I hope everyone wants to fight for their right to work. Thanks, Thanks so much, Mark Mix, for joining us. We'll talk to you on the other side. Appreciate it, Arthur. Thank you. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-27. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes back former Congressman Peter King to talk about New York and being on the Save the Game Advisory Board, which is working to make baseball more affordable for ordinary people. It's Reaching Out, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 with an encore at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. It's Dr. Lederman about innovative cancer treatment options often hidden elsewhere. Dr. Lederman discusses all options, what every doctor should do. Patients are amazed at Dr. Lederman's first in America radio surgery hidden options. Non-invasive, outpatient, highly successful treatment where we attack the cancer. 
I'm Dr. Lederman for your loved one with cancer treatment options that may have been hidden from you when most needed. For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if prior chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work or isn't wanted, call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices for appointment and free cancer treatment booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Learn about hidden cancer treatment options. Hidden no more with Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices, two and two choices. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM 970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Timothy Christian School, Bergen County Christian Academy, Upper Room Christian School, Martin Luther Middle and High School. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970. The answer. Oh, you hear that? You know it's a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk of life. And today is John Isley. He's the bass player of Dire Straits. He turns 73. They do a little reunion in uh, August without lead singer Mark Knopfler. I'm sure they're going to have someone great filling in for him. I'd like to attend that. Tomorrow night at Jones Beach, Tears for Fears is playing, and their lead singer, Kurt Smith, turns 61 years old. Let's listen to Mark Knopfler for a second. Let's put you in a party mood. It's Friday night. You should be in a party mood. Here we go. Well, you got to walk a life on. Find a bottle of rum, white rum. Okay, it's going to be hot this weekend. And it's going to be hot the rest of the summer. Hot, real hot, super hot, tremendously hot. And Padre Lou wants you to make a daiquiri. Very versatile drink, the daiquiri. It's basically rum, simple syrup, and then some flavor. So fill up the ice shaker, fill up the shaker with the ice. Put in two out, two ounces of white rum. You can miss, mess around with the rum. That's how you can, like, you know, change it up a little bit. For the basic daiquiri, you go to two ounces of white rum, one ounce of lime juice. That's a lot of lime juice. And then either a half to three quarters of an ounce, depending on your palate, of some simple syrup or some kind of sugary thing. And just shake, shake, shake. And then you can put it in one of those, like, fancy glasses. And uh, you put a lime wedge in there and you can play Dire Straits Walk of Life. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of these daiquiris, right? There's the strawberry ones, banana ones. Even if you don't have a blender, you can throw it into the shaker and, like, muddle up the strawberries or muddle up the bananas. You can do the dark rum as opposed to the light rum. 
Um, and if you do have the blender, well, then you can go crazy. Just throw it all in the blender and um, just whip it all up. Take it out in one of those fancy glasses. If you got a pool, a garden, a backyard, a fire escape, old school style. Take in a deep breath. Think about this crazy week. Have a sip. Savor the taste. Swallow it down. And say, listen, let's all just chill out here in this beautiful country we live in. Because uh, I don't want anything getting too out of hand with these uh, United States uh, court Supreme Court rulings. Is uh, Viviana still on the line there, Matthew? Hello. Hi, Viviana. It's Arthur Idala. Hi, Arthur. How are you? I'm so glad that you you uh, took the call. Quite frankly, uh, full disclosure, I'm a chaplain, and I have been praying and fighting uh, to see that babies are protected in the womb, but also protecting the mothers, because there's a lot of people that have had abortions, and they have really regretted and really it, they have what's called post-abortive syndrome. As a matter of fact, I went through that for a while. And what um, my uh, life's work with a group here in New York is called the Life Team NY is to educate people as to the resources they have. If they have to have a, a crisis pregnancy, that they can go to the Sisters of Life or they can um, have assistance through Pregnancy Resource Centers, um, there's like New Beginnings, there's um, Expect Hope, which is a program that these young ladies go for two years when they have no place to go and they're being helped. The other thing that we wanted to um, encourage people is to be um, supportive of the young woman or young mother because what happens is when they have the abortion, they are wiping out a whole generation of their family. And well, that obviously, is very, Viviana, I, I think most people would agree that that, would, that should be a last option if, if, if it is an option that exists. And, of course, it's going to exist in New York. And um, thank you for all you're doing in a very proactive way to help women on, on all aspects of this, Viviana. Um, I'm running out of time, so I have to go. So I'm going to tell you, have a very nice weekend and continue so the hard work. That's my pleasure. And continue all the hard work that you're doing for everyone. Before we wrap up the show, I want to say hello to my friend, MK. What's going on, my man? How are you? Arthur, how are you this first Friday? How's everything? It's a beautiful day out there. We've got some great news, some bad news, but headlines are headlines. I want to start off with Nancy Pelosi's husband charged with a DUI causing injury. And he's convicted. He's going to do some jail time. Arthur, it said that the arresting officer noted that Pelosi handed him a special card showing that he supports cops. Paul Pelosi has been charged with two misdemeanors. Chris Jenner, she announced that she's running for president in 2024. However, for all the Kardashian fans, I'm sorry. It was just a prank. Uh, <laughs> like I mentioned they... earlier. <laughs> and Mr. Pelosi's not going to jail if my law firm represents him. That's all I'll tell you, Mark. We keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like mentioned earlier, Roe versus Wade, very serious issue, has been overturned. Celebrities around the world, like Michelle Obama, Viola Davis, Taylor Swift, Halle Berry, have been sounding off. Ellen DeGeneres said women have never been trusted to vote, marry who they want, and now to make decisions about their own bodies. Clarence Thomas even made some, he jumped in the news as well, saying that the Supreme Court should reconsider contraception 
and gay marriage rulings. And that's what I have for today's headlines. I would like your thoughts on it, Arthur. Oh, well, it's, it, <laughs> there's a lot going on, Mark. Let me ask him, where are you performing this weekend or next? Because I know you're out, you're, you're doing something somewhere soon. Uh, oh, well, I'm performing this weekend in New Jersey. Lachia Kaiser, who was at um, our Ziegfeld event, but for Tracy Morgan, she's a, a icon. She's been she's the first woman to actually have a, a hold a producer role for the Johnny Carson show, and also, um, and also be the producer for Bruce Lee's production movie house. She's won um, awards from the assembly and everything, and I'm going to be performing for her party this weekend. All right. Well, good for you, Mark. Well, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'm sure we'll run into each other next week. We're wrapping up the show here at uh, at uh, almost 7 o'clock. And um, I, look, the bottom line was this was a historic week, uh, legally, politically, socially. Um, we just got to keep our heads about us. It's, it's fine to protest. It's fine to make your voices heard. It's fine to make your pleasure or displeasure heard. But no one should be going to a Supreme Court justice's house and threatening him or her or threatening their children or their family members. That's just not how you, uh, you're supposed to conduct yourself. So let's focus on the world, the word love. Um, my, and, and let's put our head in that direction. It is my niece Juliana's uh, 16th birthday this Sunday. We, there'll be a lot of love in that room. And, um, Again, we're allowed to disagree with each other in a loving, loving way. Happy birthday, Juliana. We're going to have a blast on Sunday. You all have a great, great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.